Hello and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And <laughs> I'm going to open the show with this song. Are you ready? I'm ready. Return of the Sith. Return of the Sith. I've been listening to, do you know what song it is? No. Return of the Mac all day long. And all I could think to myself was instead of Return of the Mac, just put Sith in there. Add a little high ground, add a little high ground. You're going to be so disappointed I don't know that song. I really am not surprised. It's a really good song, though. Okay. I'm really not surprised because it's a really good song. (laughs) That's that's not what I said. That's not what what you said. said, But we all know. No. No. It's okay. Tracy and I, as Rush fans, we're used to it. People give us that kind of heartache all the time. Oh, you're Rush fans, so you don't like good music, which isn't mm-hmm. true. Yeah. But I like Rush, so... I know. Which is why we yeah. love you. Yes. It's the only reason why they keep me around. <laughs> I mean, she does this and this and this, but she likes but, Rush, so like, no, we should give her like a, a any, 53rd anytime chance. A woman, anytime a woman admits that she listens to Rush, then we're like, okay, you're cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know that it was until I met you two. Yeah, I didn't realize that it was like this thing that women don't admit yeah. to. Like, I just was like, "That's really good music." I didn't know that it was a thing. So, yeah. I got I to send you guys not to get too off topic here because we will talk Revenge of the Sith. But um, there's a. I mean, a, we a still YouTube. have ten more minutes of <laughs> off-topic time. <laughs> there's a. What there's are you talking about? There's a YouTuber who is a vocal coach and she listens to different music and then reacts to it in real time. And recently she was introduced to Rush through Spirit of Radio and uh, Tom Sawyer. And she's got some really interesting things to say about the music. And she's picking up like the time signatures and all sorts of stuff. And she's like, listening to this, you'd never guess that they're going weird time signatures, but there's time changes all over the place. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's crazy. I. I like probably Spirit of Radio a little bit more than Tom Sawyer. I know Tom Sawyer's their big hit, but I think they've got so many other cuts that are uh-huh. much better. It's, it's overplayed a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, but we're... I'm sure that I've heard a Rush song before I started working at the Planetarium, right. but I didn't recognize because I had to listen to it at least once a night every time I worked the laser show uh-huh. that I was like, I really, and then I got, we got the uh, rock band. Oh okay. yeah. And so then I was like, oh, I like the, so I would like always pick a rush song for rock band, but then I would be with the nerds over at the planet Arium. Uh-huh. And so, so maybe that's why I, I was brought into love the love of rush in this very supportive community of nerds that they just didn't know, like, you know, to them, it was just whatever. Yeah. yeah. And to me, I was like, what is this music? This is cool. I like this. I, yeah. I started speaking of weird music. I started listening today to a little bit of blind guardian. Do you know them at all? Uh-uh. Tracy or Val? Uh-uh. They're, they're a metal band from okay. Germany and they're oh, Dave probably knows them. <laughs> I, he probably does. I mean, they're not like huge name, but I think they're big uh-huh. enough that if he's familiar with metal, he probably knows blind guardian, but they did an album a few years back, like 10, 20 years. That's a few years now. Yeah. Uh, that was all based on Middle Earth. It was Nightfall on oh, Middle wow. Earth. Oh my gosh, I listen to this album all the time. Do you really? Dave just... listens to it, and every time he turns it on, he waits for me to start going like this. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like it sounds like pirate music, but it's so great. And so he just wait, we're in the car. And he, 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 the song just rotates in like a song from one of their things. Right. And mm-hmm. then he just kind of side eyes me. And then I realize what it is. And then I just start going like this. <laughs> He's going to be so excited that you brought this up. I don't yeah. know who they are. I never pay I, attention. Well, I started listening to their album again, Nightfall uh-huh. on Middle Earth, because somebody had mentioned that they have a new song coming out that's based on a book character that I like from Brandon Sanderson, Calvin, oh, wow. from uh, The Way of Kings. And so I was like, so they're just super nerdy. I mean, like if you're basing songs off of like deep Middle Earth stuff and like Way of Kings, Stormlight Art, you're a nerd. And I think that's <laughs> awesome. And I love it. 
I love it. Hey, literally, um, I do have to say this though, and this is way off topic from our other off topic. The, my computer is telling me that there's high pollen in the air. Like there's this thing at the bottom of my screen that's like red. It's like high pollen. I've been looking at it for two days. Have I yet to take any kind of medication for it? No. I'm just ruining my nose all day long. Sorry. Sorry. And you even know why. Like, you know why you're ruining your nose. Because of the pollen count. It's not even like, yeah. I told Dave, I said, we're talking about um, the um, Nightfall and Middle Earth music. And he's like, blind guardian explanation point. That's the band exclamation point. And I said, yes, that's the one. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about your pirate music. That's Um, funny. So really quick, before we jump into the the movie, Val, you've seen the new Top Gun Maverick, right? Yeah. No, 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 just real quick. Um, How many, was it like an open screening or was it critics only? No, this was a public screening, like winners and stuff. Okay, because I went, they had an IMAX. (laughs) (laughs) You're okay, we're not excluding you. Well, no, she said it was for winners only. I haven't seen it yet, so obviously... Like radio, like contest yeah, winners. And I know, winners. I knew what you meant, but okay. I had to. It was okay. just. Fun I, to I know, on. but I was like, yeah. And then you were saying winner, yeah. So I've seen it, and you've seen it. Yeah, who hasn't seen it? Um, okay, no, but <laughs> I have to say this: this was such a smart move from Tom Cruise and the producers to not release this on streaming. Like they held on to this for several years until yeah. COVID calmed down, even though it's still raging, but. This is an um, IMAX movie. This, this is, is a an movie IMAX that you movie. need to go see in the and IMAX. Like, I, it was so much fun because all these people were like leaning forward throughout the whole movie. And I was totally thinking of Val. <laughs> and people were like fist pumping and like cheering. And it was, <laughs> it was just, it's I'm good. like, this is the theatrical experience that I've missed. Yeah. Yeah. This got, is, this is the movie that, that is made for the theater. Sorry, Jake, go ahead. 100%. No, I was just, no, I, 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 that's everything I've heard is that it's really great. I haven't been able to go see it yet this week because our evenings are super crazy busy with well, you have kids, kids stuff. Man. Yeah. And yep. it's the end of the school year. And so everything's getting oh. crammed in at the last couple of weeks, yeah. but we're going Saturday morning. We're going to yes. see it on IMAX. Nice. I'm yes. really, really excited. So how they do we got... get, do we get to do a Top Gun? Like, old and new episode like maybe at the end of the month like give everybody a chance to see it Uh and then we can talk about both movies yeah we we could we'd have to call it like sock puppets 2 or something like that (laughs) since that was the original sock puppets is one of my favorite episodes we've ever done that one just kills me if you want to hear us talk about top gun the original top gun that is the name of the episode i believe it's like episode 22 it's one of our earlier episodes yeah yeah and then when you find out why we call it sock puppets we're sorry. Yeah. You, you, you'll find out. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy because now we both went to film school and like the cameras were so big back then. And now you can get an IMAX. You didn't <laughs> Not have to for me. Oh, really? Oh, you're a oh. lot older than me. We shot like old TV. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you set yourself up. You set yourself up for that. that. Absolutely. (laughs) Sorry, go for it. But I'm just thinking, you know, like we had the like the over the shoulder, like the old school news cameras, like that's what we learned on. Yeah. And now they're like taking IMAX cameras and putting them inside a cockpit of an F-18. Yeah. To film these actors while they're being flown around. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I had heard it was all filmed on an iPhone. Is that not the no, that was something else, probably. We kind it's of one single you. iPhone. We kind yeah. of cut you off for your music, though. You were telling us about the band, and then I kind of took yes. over. No, I, I got there. I just said they were really nerdy because they've got a song about Kaladin Stormless from the Stormlight Archive, and so you I was. Gotta, just... You got to send me the Middle Earth link. Okay. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I'll check that out. Okay. That do you do Spotify fun. or Apple Music? Uh, either one. Either okay. one. Okay. I want a Middle Earth link. Does it take me just directly there? Well, no, it's <laughs> it's just the music that you listen to with Dave all. It's just your know, pirate I, music. I know, but I just, it sounds fun. Like, send me the Middle Earth link. Yeah, yeah I, so, want it yeah, I, I want, want it. I want a link to Middle Earth, Earth, too. Middle Earth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Happy anniversary, Star Wars. 
That's right. It is the Star Wars anniversary. What tomorrow? I think. Hey. Today. Or is it today? I mean, I, when gonna, this comes out, it'll be, it'll be past, days ago. But, yeah. Um, I'm going to date myself. I saw a New Hope in the theater. I was like two and a half, but I saw it yeah. and I remember it, and I was obsessed with it. See, the I Star saw Wars, Star Wars and a Muppet movie are the two earliest movie memories I've got. See, I saw A New Hope in the theater as well. But when I saw it, it was called A New Hope, and it was a special edition. When you saw it, it was just Star Wars. It was just Star Wars, because there was no other Star Wars yet. There was only one Star Wars. When you saw it, it was just Star War. Yeah, Not even and he War. rode his horse there. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. But and man, was I, had, both I had ways. Like bed sheets, uh, curtains. I had all the toys. Like, yeah. So we had bed sheets when I was a kid that was that were Star Wars, and uh-huh. and I think they were the classic Star Wars bed sheets. And there is a company called Roosevelt's R S V L T S. Yes, I have heard, I have seen this shirt. They have a shirt that is the sheets. Yes, it's the pattern from the sheets, and I want it so bad. Because <laughs> every time I'm like, I know that makes ones. it really weird. Yeah, for Fan X, we should get matching Roosevelt Star Wars sheet cool. shirts. They look they look sweet. Where's yeah. your sheet they're, they're sheet shirts up. is a new tongue twister. It'll it'll kill you if you try to say it too fast too many times. <laughs> it won't kill you, but it'll anyway. Might get you in trouble. Yeah, it would get me in trouble. My... I was gonna say we're talking um the episode three because Ben Kenobi or Obi-Wan Kenobi's coming out. Yes. I'm super yes. excited. Two episodes drop on Friday. And I, I can't, this is a big weekend for little nerd Jake uh-huh. that lives inside big fat Jake. And like, he is so excited because Top Gun was one of my favorite movies growing up. So I get uh-huh. to go see a new Top Gun movie in the theater on IMAX, new Obi-Wan series. I love Obi-Wan. He's my favorite character. And episode three is probably some of my favorite Obi-Wan Kenobi on the screen. Uh-huh. Cause he's, he doesn't have the mullet anymore. Or the weird braid thing. He just looks like a he cool looks like Jedi. Jesus, like he should. Yeah, exactly. He looks like Space Jesus, and we're okay with that. Yeah, totally. And then, uh, if you're into Stranger Things, I, I was season four Stranger comes out this weekend as well. Yeah, I'm not a huge Stranger Things fan. I've seen the three, but it's and, not a must-see for me. But and on Thursday is a new episode of Star Trek Stranger World, Strange New I've Worlds. Heard good things about that. It is really, really good. If you're a fan of old time Star Trek, this is I a grew great up series. on the original Trek. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, today, I think you'd like this. And today I watched the first two episodes of Miss Marvel. Oh, oh how is it? man. I can't. She can't say. There's an embargo. Uh, you can ask, we'll have me, to again. ask, her you can ask me again. You can ask me again. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought because uh, I had seen a couple of um, just general comments about it, so I thought maybe the embargo for social had lifted. But not for me. I think the social is tomorrow, where I can actually just say something. Uh-huh. But I think my review I can't even post until like the seventh, and it comes out the eighth. Oh, wow. So. Okay. All right. Did you yeah. get to see the first two episodes of Kenobi? Or you, I'm not that cool and high up on the list of coolness. I wonder if that there are many level. There are many levels of coolness. You're you're not the Brian. I, I, I got the. uh, I got. That's when you find out where you're at. You're feeling really good for a while. They send you, you know, a a Chippendale Rescue Rangers shirt. Just Mm -hmm. you know, and then you find out that they shift it to you. They shift it to me in Florida. Um, and then you find out that you don't get to see Kenobi early, but that's okay. Um, cause I got to see Miss Marvel early. I got to see a couple other Disney things early this week. Nice. Um, and I'm just happy to get Kenobi. Like yeah. I'm going to, and this is the thing. This is how much I love my husband, um, is I'm going to, I'm not going to be home when it airs. And so I'm going to wait and watch it when I get home instead of doing what I usually do and watching it like the minute that it starts. So is he going to give the same deal to you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's commitment. That's love. This yeah. is why I love my wife. She doesn't care when I watch it. Because... <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I'm planning on staying up late tomorrow night until like, what like, is it? 2 a.m. Like, <laughs> yeah. Either stay up late or get up early. However I want to look see, at it. I'm going to see a post from Jake at 3 a.m. Oh my God. 
And don't freak out. If you're listening to this now, we're recording this early. So it's yes. already out. It's already out. It's Monday. It's out. You can watch it. Yes. They've probably, both of them have probably watched it three times. I don't get home until um, Tuesday night. So I probably can't Ooh, watch it until wow. Wednesday. Are you not um, going on any social media for those days? I don't tend to go on the social medias that tell me the spoilers. I yeah. don't read any reviews or go to any sites. Um, the people that I follow on Facebook and Instagram um, are pretty respectful, but I also don't see everybody's stuff just because like, I don't, it's a big world out there in the, yeah. Yeah, in the yeah. interwebs. So, um, but that's like with any movie, I, I try not to read a review about anything until I write my review. So yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. get that. And, and I, I think you're right. There, there are some things you can do to avoid spoilers and go on. So like spoilers have been around social media has been around long enough now that really, honestly, if you get on most of the time and you're constantly getting stuff spoiled for yourself, like you just have to do life better. And you'll be yeah. fine. And I know it's, I'm going to see like, oh my gosh, I love it. But yeah. I already know, like, that's not going to ruin it for me. Half the people <laughs> I know that love it are on their way to celebration right now or enjoying celebration yeah. in yeah. Anaheim. Yeah. And I just, I have to go on because I want to live vicariously through them because I forgot to apply for my credentials. Um, but also the company that I work for does celebration. And so next year I'm hoping to be there, not only wow. as press, but also to be working the event. Nice. So we'll see how that goes. Either way, I'm going to apply. It's just been a little crazy. And I forgot because I was, you know, trying to like have a job and stuff. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I want to follow celebration people. Um, and then, yeah, I don't mind if people go on and say, oh, I loved it or, oh, I hated it. It's the people that are like, oh, this and this happened. And I don't think yeah. that I'm friends with those people. So no. yeah, <laughs> that's good. Probably because they did that at some point. That's why. I'm <laughs> so Jake, you and I will have our off conversation on our private channel without Val. Yeah. We have a private channel without me. Well, We're gonna we have, one. we have a, we have a text conversation that like, Hey, it's like, how's it going? Yeah, it's not <laughs> like I already feel like we've blown this up into something like that it's totally code. not. No. No, it's just... You can be friends without me. Tracy Tracy texts me as well. Yeah, and exactly. Says, hey, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Tracy is like person. out of uh, out of us three, out of us three, Tracy's like the best person that keeps up with friends. I have to like read the Tracy book of friendship to be a better friend because he texts us and I'm sure other people all the time like, Hey, how's your life going? And I'm like, ah, I should probably do that to people. And then I still don't. And then yeah. Tracy does it again. And I'm like, ah, I'm a crappy person. I should probably check in on people. And then I still don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I am not a, like, I am not awkward. I think socially, usually when I'm out in public, I do. Okay. I don't think uh -huh. I've, been embarrassing or anything like that but like other social stuff i just don't know how to do like how to maintain a friendship or a relationship nope <laughs> tracy My, keeps us together yeah tracy is the glue <laughs> of movies that make us he's also the person that gets the most hate mail it's weird it's this weird, weird. It's dynamic a, it's, a, it's, a <laughs> it's true it's so odd. I like that we make it sound like you get bags and bags of hate. You mail. really don't. <laughs> All um, right, should we jump in? Should we yes, jump yes, in? Should cool. we actually start start talking well, about the movie now? <laughs> what, what were you guys' thoughts when the prequels came out? Because I remember, and this is this is so funny. I remember like people camping out for days mm -hmm. with these movies, like literally camping out in the parking lot of the theater. Because there wasn't reserved seating. There wasn't early ticket purchases, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I I was in lines when the tickets were for uh, went on sale. And uh -huh. we didn't camp out. We weren't like the first people of mine. But I do remember going with my friends, um, who I haven't talked to in years. Because, again, see our previous conversation. <laughs> um, but I do remember standing in line, getting our tickets to go see episode one. And just being super excited to go see it. Um, and then when you went to go see it, uh, this was during the phase of going to the theater where, because you, like you said, Tracy, no assigned seating. So you had uh -huh. to come early, like an hour or two early so that you could make mm -hmm. sure you got decent seats when you got into the theater. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and the rule was you could only save one seat per person. Right. Like you have a physical body and you could save one seat. You couldn't save like an entire row. 
like there would be conversations where you would tell your friend, like, look, if you're going to get out of line and go get a soda right now and they let us in, I'm sorry, man. You're going to be sitting on the front row <laughs> while we're in good seats. That's on you. You've got to decide what's important right now. Yep. Yep. But, so when, uh, I, when uh, Phantom Menace came out, 1999, right? Yes. Um, episode so, yeah. one, um, I was two years, maybe a year and a half out of USC. Uh-huh. Um, but I was doing uh, film school at Slick. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was still like kind of halfway in the closet about my my nerdy stuff like Mm -hmm. not many people knew that i had star wars toys a lot of people knew that i went to film school because of steven spielberg but not necessarily also that specific school because of george lucas um and uh and i was dating someone who was not a nerd at all um and so i it took me a while to go see the first movie in the theater. Mm -hmm. And I don't even remember who I saw it with. Um, I might have seen it by myself. I don't remember, or maybe with my dad or my brother or something, you know, like, like my family kind of knew, but like none of us really made a big deal about it until we all kind of realized that each other was really still into all this stuff. Cause when we nice. were younger, me, my brother, my sister, like we yeah. had the pop-up books, we had mm-hmm. all the toys, like we had all the stuff, but then growing up, like, you know, especially like I'm in dance company and like all this right. stuff, like it just wasn't a thing where now like dance company dances to star Wars remixes and like yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. But, um, so I, it, unfortunately when this movie came out with when revenge, not this movie, but, um, when, the first one, episode one came out. Um, it wasn't such a big deal um, to me because I, I wasn't really out of the closet that mm-hmm. much w- as being a nerd. However, um, when uh, Revenge of the Sith came out, uh-huh. um, it was really cool because I do embrace uh, your inner geek. Well, I, I had been doing more and more movie stuff. Uh-huh. I now had a kid um, okay. and um, she wasn't very old, but she, you know, whatever. And uh, so it was one that I took her to. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had, we had watched the one and two at home and we both liked one. And of course we both liked Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't really care for Star Wars anymore, but this was kind of like, this was the movie for me that I was like, I paid attention to all the posters uh-huh. and I paid attention to, like, I really was excited because the, just the changing over to Darth Vader was, was something right. I've always wanted to see. Like I was yeah. so excited to see the transformation and just waiting for that. And I remember seeing it two or three times in the theater. And um, I, I was teaching a film critics class at the time um and we had all i had gone to see it with them as well it was like my third time seeing it but they we all went together uh-huh. so yeah this one for me was more of that big experience of let's go get our tickets i mean my parents for the first two we were all like hey this is something we can go see in the theater together we used to watch them all the time at home because right. none of us were born when the first ones came out um mm-hmm. and so <laughs> your parents were born no, we weren't born. Oh, the kids, the kids. <laughs> you, you the said, kids. You said my, my parents and I, and then you said we weren't alive when the... Yeah. Me and my brother. My sister was just a teeny, teeny, tiny thing when the first one came out. Like, she was still pooping her pants. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> but, so, yeah. So, we went and saw them with, like, our family and stuff. And I think we did wait in line you know, to get tickets and like then waited in line to go in. But Uh it was really this one. Like I was so excited because this was really like, I decided on my own, I didn't need like a whole group of people or my family to say, let's go see it. I was like, I am, I'm just going to go, I'm going to see this movie. And I mean, I went with people, but I I followed everything. I read everything. I, the posters I had downloaded, I think at that time you could have like some kind of, um, I had like the Motorola phone that you could put like the thing on and his, in the poster of, of him with like the, the light side and the dark side. Uh Like I Uh just loved it so much. Like this is the one I really like grabbed onto. Yeah. 
see it, it for me it, i have a weird relationship with the prequels because the first one Same. i was born in what i call the vhs generation mm-hmm. val also you're part of the vhs generation yeah. growing up watching the trilogy on vhs we never uh-huh. until the special editions came out and so i was just excited because yeah. there was new star wars and yeah the summer before the movie came out when all the promotional stuff was coming out um i was working at the movie theater so we got the first posters oh, the one wow, if yeah. you remember where there's anakin walking in, in the shadow is darth vader behind him yeah and we were all just like oh this is going to be so cool and so great and I still have a soft spot in my heart for episode one. I know that it's boring at parts. I know that it's long, but because we went and saw it multiple times in the theater and because that was my first actual Star Wars experience in the theater, it will always be a special thing for me. Episode two came out while I was on my mission in Germany Mm -hmm. for the LDS church. So I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it when I got home. Uh Uh-huh. And I have never been able to connect with episode two. It's I just so can't. Bad. It's so bad. When we when they had that Star Wars marathon over at Megaplex, yeah, like, I got stuck with episodes one and two. <laughs> I'm like, I fell asleep in two. I'm like, I'm sorry, I, I can't do it. <laughs> I have, I have tried to watch it multiple times, Ooh, and I've seen it all the way through. Right. I just haven't been able to connect with it. But episode three, again, because we saw the end of the story arc, and I felt like it was just. I think it out of the uh, prequels, I think it's the best out of the three prequels. Mm -hmm. And it was that, that culmination of all the storytelling clone wars, everything led up to what happens in episode three. Right. So, and I remember seeing that multiple times in the theater with a different group of friends, because again, maintaining relationships is hard. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting too, because like there was a lot of backlash against these films when they came out and, Mm -hmm. And I, I understand why, because this these were made, the people who, like me, who saw it as kids and grew up with it, then George Lucas was like kind of recreating. He was, he was putting out the prequels for the kids that were kids now, not the adults, mm-hmm. uh, especially with like Jar Jar and some of that stuff. And so there was like this huge backlash. And it's interesting because I, I read like an interview with Hagen Christensen and he talks about how it was really upsetting for a long time that they got so much hate for it. But then as he's gotten older and as the audience has gotten older, people are coming up to him saying, I love these movies when I was a kid. These made such a difference to me. And it's found like this different audience. And so I think that's an interesting dichotomy. And then you've got people who like hate the, what do we the call sequels. them? The sequels? Yeah, almost. the sequels. Um, yeah. Um, I, I was hit or miss with those, but overall, I, I just really enjoy the Star Wars um, universe. And of course, now we've got Mandalorian and we've got Boba Fett and we're coming out with Ahsoka and we've got Obi-Wan. And there, I mean, there's some good stuff out there. So I did. I did a poll on TikTok a while back on which you prefer the the sequels or the prequels and uh-huh. the prequels won by a landslide. Like it wasn't even wow. close. I think the the 15 to 20 years that has passed since the prequels came out uh-huh. has really a lot of those kids that went to the theaters and saw, and this was their star Wars right, right. are now older and in the fandom. And it's funny because as they, as they were growing up and defending the prequels against all of us old school people that were like, they're awful and they're horrible. And you like, you just don't them. like good cinema. I, I'm not saying that any of us here were ne- that yeah. negative, but there yeah, was yeah. a lot of that backlash. There was a huge backlash, yeah. And and these prequel fans for a long time had to feel like, well, I loved them, and that's and now they're doing the they're doing the same thing to the sequels, and it's just funny how that happens. And yeah. I think so. My kids are going to grow up with the sequels as the Star Wars movies they're that they so went and saw in the theater. And right. in 15 to 20 years from now, are they going to look back on it and say? Yeah, the sequels were actually really, really good movies. Um, I, I don't like, know. <laughs> yeah, they're like Rise of Skywalker is way better than Empire Strikes Back, and 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 then it will be sad, but I'll never see them at Christmas <laughs> or Thanksgiving again. I'm I'm just if you love Rise of Skywalker, I'm sorry that I said that. Um, I'm not sorry that you love it. That's fine. Love what you love, and that's great. 
I, that will be the last negative thing I but, say about any Star Wars not, movies. You're not coming to Thanksgiving dinner at Jake's house. Well, we don't. Yeah. Besides, <laughs> I probably won't even be talking to you by that point anyway. But anyway. Wow. So yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, I, but I think. But I think like The Last Jedi, I think with time, more and more mm-hmm. people are going to say it, it's a better movie yeah. um, than it got credit for. I think it's the best after Empire Strikes Back, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably Revenge of the Sith is in there. I, well, no, A New Hope has to go in there, too, because it's that really good. And you got to throw in Rogue One. I love Rogue One. Okay. Rogue One's fine. I, but love, when I, I, love, I thought it was great. I, I think Rogue One's really good. But for me, like I rank the nine Star Wars movies separately than okay. like, Solo and Rogue One. Okay, that, that I, the Skywalker saga and then everything else. So sure, sure. But, I think I think this one is held up the best. Yes. Um, although some of the special effects are really, like I rewatched it this this evening before we we discussed it, and like some of these graphics just don't don't hold up, and it's just because they were it. Lucas got so enamored with the technology, especially mm-hmm. in two. It was like, oh my gosh, I can do all these things that we couldn't do before. And that kind of took over the story. Um, with three, I felt like he got the story back on track. Um, yeah. It has less, um, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel as stuffed as some of the other episodes in terms of things happening on screen. It is I also agree. one of the most quoted epi- uh, episodes out of all of the mm-hmm. movies in the franchise as well. So, yeah, you can't. If anybody says anything about high ground, like <laughs> if they're like, "Oh, it's flooding," seek the high ground, and I'm immediately going to think of Obi Wan yeah. and Anakin in the middle one of, of my, the flood. One of my favorite memes is from the Winnie the Pooh movie that Ewan McGregor was in. Uh, Christopher. Robin. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yes. they have who's standing like on the cupboard and it's like, give up. I have the high ground. <laughs> like, the thought of Pooh having a high ground. That makes me laugh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, all of that, that whole scene, like then there's the whole conversation between um, Padme and Anakin. Um, and then Obi-Wan shows up and uh-huh. like all of that is so quotable. I agree, Val. I think it is the most quoted mm-hmm. And one of the more quotable. Uh, well, movies. what I love you and I know probably beats it yeah, out. Sure. Um, but like it's in the top three for sure oh, out I, of all I out agree. of all the Star Wars movies. I love I love when the uh, Palpatine reveals himself to Mace Windu, and he's shooting the lightning, and his face <gasps> is like like this yes. total mask, and he's like unlimited power <laughs> he's just like so over the top but it works <laughs> yeah that that whole scene i love to just like mimic it like i'm so this is what happens at my house when i watch this movie because my husband seems to think that um obi-wan gets knocked down in every movie so he needs to be a better jedi okay. and i'm like uh stop talking about obi-wan that way and then I mock everyone else from the movie. And he's like, oh, so it's okay for you to mock the movie. And I said, but I'm not mocking Obi-Wan. Yes. So yeah. there's a difference between me making fun of anybody else know in the place, movie. Dave. Read the yeah. room. Yeah. Dave, Dave's Read more the than room. welcome. Read the room. <laughs> he, he is more than welcome to mock any character in the movie. As long as they're not Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, yeah. that's the rule. Right. It's, I would yeah. that. Yeah, like I'll absolutely. even I'll even mock Darth Vader, you know. With oh the, yeah. No! No! yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's so sad because leading up to it is some of the most powerful filmmaking Lucas has ever done. When you yes. have laying on the bed and the robots are doing all the surgical stuff and he's moaning, and then you have the shot from point of view from Anakin. When he looks up and that mask is slowly yes. down. Yes. Tingles. Like, that's what I waited yeah. for my whole life. Yeah. And then they turn to the side and it goes, and then it's just the sheen. And, yeah. and you're just like, oh, like. It I was just, awesome. Yeah. There's no music. And all of a sudden you hear the, with the vacuum being sealed. And then the breathing. And you're just like, yes. And then. He does the no, and it's like, oh, George, you were, and it's you were very right much, there. It's very 
Frankenstein monster thing, like yes. pulling yeah. off the the thing, which I mean wasn't bad, but I was just like, honestly, you could have just the movie could have been done right there, like right, and then yeah, out and just end yeah. it. I mean, I think. I get where they're going with the Frankenstein thing because yeah, the new limbs, he's it. never used them before. I get it, but well, I, and I it's a new like, monster just, that's just been created. So like, I get all the things. Yeah. All the, but it just doesn't work in the moment. Yeah. Like I get what they were going for. It just didn't it work. work. Um, I saw an interview with you and McGregor um, a couple days ago, and he was talking about how they were filming down in Australia for episodes two and three. And he invited some friends down um to come hang out with him and he said it's the last day of shooting and we're shooting the scene where i am giving baby luke to uncle ben or to uncle owen and amperu you guys need to come see this because this is like star wars history and he said so his friends showed up and they go into the studio and it's like green screen everywhere yeah green screen and he goes i'm writing i'm supposed to be writing on this creature and he goes, they didn't even have like a mechanized creature for me. It was like a sawhorse. And so he said, I had to sit on this sawhorse, which was not comfortable. And I had to pretend like I was riding. And then I get off of it and hand a fake baby to this other actor in front of the green screen. And my friends are like, this is what you do for a living. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best cosplay ever. Like just Obi-Wan and like that little wooden horse that we all had when we were younger with like the really, really awful braided hair that I don't even know what that texture was of the hair on that horse, but we all have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, and you alluded to this earlier, Tracy, when you talked about the visual effects and, um, and some of the graphics in the movie that like the movie overall holds up, but some of the graphics don't hold up as well. And I think it's really interesting because George Lucas with Star Wars kind of set that precedent of we're really pushing the boundaries with special effects and the technology that was available. And it worked really, really well in the original trilogy with what they did and what they accomplished. I mean, nobody Mm -hmm. had heard of industrial light and magic before Star Wars. And now like, yeah, now there, anytime you're doing any movie with special effects, if you can get them to come do it, it's awesome. And I think it was the same thing. CGI was a newer thing. It, to the capacity that he was using it. And I think he wanted to push the envelope again. And in this case, it just didn't work as well. Yeah. Like there are just scenes in this movie when they're in space and like the space battles, they're intense. They're great. They're amazing. But I never feel like we're actually really in space. Yeah. There's yeah. like these like particle explosions and it's like, Ooh, that didn't, that didn't hold up well. Yeah. <laughs> but even when they're just in the cockpit and they're showing them in the cockpit, it feels yeah. like they are in a green screen uh-huh. type oh, totally. room. Totally. When like, the, and, and, the and you don't get that feeling in the original trilogy. Like when Luke's yeah. in the cockpit, you feel like he's in the cockpit and you know that he's not, I get it. Like in all of the movies, I know they're not actually in space. I, um, in Top Gun, they're actually in the planes. Just wanted to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk for a minute though about, how Anything we all else? Felt, yes. How we all felt um, when the youngling scene oh happened. My gosh. Like for the first time oh, when you hard. first like took that in. Uh huh. Like because you can like, you can do a bunch do? of other things and uh-huh. be evil, and we can still like you. But they basically said like we are going to push your love for this character past the point where it's going to be okay and. Are you still going to like this character? And we yeah. do, even though he kills children. He yeah. kills children. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, I was while they're looking at him, facing him, like probably crapping their pants and crying, and yeah. he still kills them. Yeah. That, that flick of the lightsaber. I'm like, I watched that tonight and I'm like, oh, this is a rough day. Cause yeah, this is a good day to watch that like, scene. I didn't even think about that, but like, sorry, I'm sorry if that was insensitive, but like for me as a Star Wars fan outside of that, sorry, I try and keep everything else outside of our our podcast because it's a, it's a, it's a good place to be is here. But like, it's, I was really surprised at the time when that movie came out that, um, that they were give that they were testing us that far 
uh-huh. for this because we all love the villain, right? Like, oh, let's totally. look at the Disney villains. Disney we all villains, love the yeah. villains, right? And and Dar- Darth Vader was built Top up to be like a hero villain in some weird right. way. Right. We right. all right. And Everybody then you loves give us, Darth Vader, yeah. And then you yeah. give us Anakin. That's the reason why he became the villain. And that was to save the one woman that he loved because his mom is dead and like everything he loves is gone. And he loves this woman more than anything. Now she's going to have babies. He dreams that she dies in childbirth and all he wants to do is save the love of his life. Right. Mm -hmm. And he does anything to do it. Like goes past the point where you would say like, I love people a lot. But mm-hmm. would you but, go that far yeah, if someone yeah. said, I will save the person you love, but you just have to do this one awful, awful, awful thing? Well, in yeah. that in that moment, yeah. there are a few moments to me that define Darth Vader as the big bad, right? Mm-hmm. And because um, in the original trilogy, I'll be honest, compared to a lot of other villains that we've seen on screen in the original trilogy, he's kind of tame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. And there's a lot of reasons behind that, but this moment where he he kills the younglings and then the scene in Rogue One where he shows up are two of the scenes where you're like, <laughs> no, he really is the big bad. Like bad he man. is. Uh-huh. But that moment was so powerful too because up to this point, as he's turning to the dark side, you're sympathetic a little bit to his cause. Right. Like the Jedi are kind of. Like the, the Je- you can see Jedi from his point of view how the D- Jedi are corrupt and they're lying and they're whatever and you can kind of sympathize with him a little bit mm-hmm. but then in that moment you're like no he is absolutely the villain like there is <laughs> like i lost all sympathy for the character at that point because uh-huh. he was evil i mean he had yeah. gone completely evil yeah. and then his best friend had to take him out like that's a hard hard moment like that whole moment where he has to, where obi-wan has to tell padme like he's gone to the dark side he killed younglings and she's just like there's no way you know that that can't be right and then she sees it when he comes back she sees it in his eyes and like how heartbreaking do you have you because you are in love with this person you're carrying their babies and you have seen that they're not them anymore like you see that and then for obi-wan i mean he fought he fought with his with with Qui-Gon, like his mentor, uh-huh. he uh-huh. promised he would lead, you know, the chosen one to where he needed to be. And, you know, he was the chosen one that would bring, you know, it was just the wrong he side. Balance. He, yeah, he brought balance. It was the wrong they side. They just misread that prophecy completely. Yeah. And I think that's so cool. It just when you take when you look outside of that, like, so you've got all of these, you know, thoughts and these practices of, you know, this belief on we want to bring balance and we want to do all these things and we have this prophecy and they knew it, but they didn't see that it was that side because they saw what they wanted to see, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and for something that big, that powerful to make that big of a mistake, like, I don't know, yeah. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the hubris, yeah. It yeah. is. So in the original trilogy, it is clear cut. You've got the good, you've got the evil. There's not a lot right. of mixing it. And what right. I really like about the prequels going back and watching them now, and especially in episode three, is you do see the corruption in the Jedi Council. You do mm-hmm. see how that hubris and that pride is what's bringing them down. You guys started off with some good ideas, but yeah, it hasn't been well. Yeah. And, and that can happen with any organization when mm-hmm. people get involved, it can, they, people are corrupt. Sometimes we mess everything up. Yeah. It's just what happens. <laughs> and, and, and it was cool to see that. Um, and then it's cool to have that connection in the last Jedi when Luke's talking about the fall of the Jedi order and the hubris, uh-huh. and that's what brought them down. Um, and it's cool to connect all of that together. So I'm I'm really in, interested with um, with Obi Wan because I want to know I want to see what I want to see in that one is one scene that I really want to see is when he learns that Anakin survived. Yeah, because yeah. dude, cold blooded, 
like leaves his friend with no limbs and on fire and just turns and walks away. I'm like, I mean, that can't, that couldn't have been easy. Like no, there's no, no way it was easy. And Absolutely. then to take, to make sure that those babies are safe and taken care of. And I love that they called back the original actors, yeah. um, you know, that, that played his aunt and uncle, young aunt and uncle um, are now back in this series. I love that they did that. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, I really want to see that when he finds out you thought, know, that he is alive. But do you think that he felt that he felt it like that he didn't die all know. the way? And, I don't I'm know. Interested to see. Yeah. Because they yeah. were so connected. Because this is like 10 years after episode three. So I don't know if he knows. I'm guessing he doesn't, but I could be wrong. It'll but, be interesting to see how that plays out for sure. I'm excited um, for that. Um, I am too. I thought when you said they brought back the original actors, I thought you meant the babies. Like they were going to play Luke and Leia in this. And that would have just been awesome. <laughs> I really want that to be true. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm excited for the, for the series. Cause it's being directed by Deborah Chow, mm -hmm. who did some of my favorite episodes of the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. um, she did incredible work on breaking bad. Um, I believe she did a couple episodes of game of Thrones. Like this lady knows her stuff. And um, I think it's interesting because usually we get a different director mm -hmm. every episode and she's directing all six by herself. So um, I'm really interested to see it and it'll well, be fun to get the McGregor back. I'm excited to see it um, for a lot of those reasons, but also because you mentioned you and McGregor, he's excited to be back. I know. I'm so happy that, that he finally happy. has embraced yeah. like Obi-Wan. And I and, get and that it was hard. I get it. Yeah. I get that it was hard for both of them. And it's so funny because at the time, like I wasn't tuned in to like all that stuff as much as I am now. And I try to stay out of it as much as I can. But at the time I was just so happy to be like liking Star Wars publicly as much as that meant back then. Like it wasn't mm -hmm. what it means now, but um, that I didn't realize that people hated them so bad. Yeah. These movies so and, bad and until years later, because I didn't like, I read some like um, movie magazines, but they don't necessarily put that kind right. of stuff right, in right, it. Right. right. Um, and so I didn't understand that people hated it so much well, until later. Part of the problem was is that these movies came out right when the internet was kind of getting started. So all you really had was like message boards and yeah. And yeah. as we, we were, know, message we boards are not comment section is not a good place to go, hardly well, ever. We, we weren't <laughs> as refined and civilized online as we are now. Right. Right. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> uh no, I think that I, fueled a lot of it. Like Jake Lloyd was getting death threats. Yeah, and, Jake Lloyd. Like that kid has been through it. Like it kid. was awful. Um, it, like Ahmed was, Best, who played Jar Jar yeah, Binks, he was suicidal for a while. I'm sorry, but Star Wars fans are the worst. They really <laughs> I are like, really I am are. just so happy to have what we have, mm -hmm. and I get it. Like I, I, I'm not. You can say, well, you didn't, you weren't there from the beginning when you were really little and you didn't read all the books. No, I haven't read the books. Oh my God. And whatever. Like I had the toys, but it's not a competition. I love what George Lucas has given us. And I love mm -hmm. the fact that so many people got behind it because in the first couple of movies, the crew, the people that build all, built all those sets and yeah. worked all those hours got paid almost nothing mm -hmm. to make these movies so that we could have what they are. Right. Like for me, that's just so amazing that they created something and people were just laughing like, what the heck are you doing? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he saw his, you know, his friend, Steven Spielberg almost fail at Jaws and with all of that difficulty and they both made amazing movie franchises the world that changed. Yeah. yeah so like I just like I get that it's not the story you wanted to get made so grow up and be a filmmaker like you chose yeah, to right. make something your, out, make you your story go out there do it yeah 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 but I I think bringing up Steven Spielberg with Jaws and then George Lucas with Star Wars brings up an important point there is a common thread there and that is John Williams and his amazing score, oh, which yes. carries throughout 
this movie in particular, I mean, all of the Star Wars movies, he's fantastic. No, but this Dual movie introduces things. so many different um, things. It brings you back to the original Star Wars songs uh -huh. that we loved, but then it really brought us into, you know, the different uh, music of this movie. It's so good. Yeah. Such a good yeah. score. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right, Jake. He's He's a living legend. Um, yeah, he did the theme for um, Kenobi. Yes, mm -hmm. which so means it'll be amazing. Theme music for it. He didn't do the whole score, but for the series, but he wrote the theme. So, I, yeah. But I, I'm with you. I love seeing interviews with both Hayden Christensen and with you and McGregor, and they're so excited to be back and to be together and to be working together. And like you, McGregor said, the first couple of days on set, he forgot how to talk like Obi Wan Kenobi. So he was like, I'm just kind of doing this vague Scottish accent. And I'm like, no, that's not right. So he's going to go back and watch the prequels and then watch I mean, it's the been a minute. in order to get that voice back. And he's like, oh, okay, now I've got it. All right. I, um, that was it Vanity Fair that had the picture out with, with Ewan McGregor and um, Pedro Pascal. And he had Asaka on there and like all on the cover. And that, that was Vanity Fair. Yeah such an amazing like i want that picture just to frame and put on my wall because it just you and mcgregor looks so amazing as obi-wan like wow. i i am perfect so excited casting. to see this perfect casting and and the yeah. fact that he's an amazing actor and that's that's so frustrating to me too because like you and mcgregor everybody was like okay he's a good actor and natalie portman had already established that she was a really good actress um in some of her earlier work like the professional and some stuff like that but like Hayden Christensen got a ton of crap and he's not the, like, he's not a, a, the greatest actor ever, but like, if you haven't seen, go and check out the, the small independent film shattered, uh, shattered glass, mm -hmm. um, where he plays the true story of a reporter who makes up a bunch of stories for a magazine. It's, it's fantastic. And he's really good in it. Also and, life is a house. Like I could watch that movie. Yes. All the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he people don't understand that he actually is a decent actor who mm -hmm. took the direction he was given right. and did it like he played the role the way that George Lucas wanted him to play the role. Mm -hmm. The stiffness, <laughs> the weird dialogue, all of that was not Hayden Christensen. Right. That is choices from the director and and. Yeah, there's a lot not to like about the prequels, but I think the performances are what carry it. I agree. And especially between those two, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, yeah. Obi-Wan and Anakin, the chemistry they have. And I think that's the other reason it's so fun to see them together in these interviews, because you can wow. tell they're still friends and they're still <laughs> like, and they, they were both excited to be part of it when they were part of it. And then the fans made them not excited to have been part of it. And that yeah. sucks. But now they're yeah, and it's still happening. It so it's like yeah. come, it's come back. It's circled yeah. back. And now they're excited about it again. So yeah, I'm really uh, excited. I one one quick thing that we have not discussed, and this is something that drives me crazy whenever I watch this movie, is like when Padma is giving birth, and then the robot nurse is like, she's lost the will to live, and I'm like, you have two beautiful, healthy children. You you got to protect them from your awful you know husband but she's, she's a broken like, heart man i know but uh that part just uh like if she were to just die during childbirth like that would be more preferable to me than she just like gave up the will to live like uh, that line just drives me crazy what drives me crazy about that scene is why do they have these scoopies as hands there's no it, thumbs. It makes There's weird... nothing to grab onto. You're just supposed to scoop the baby up and the baby's I... not going to go anywhere. You're just like pancaking like in these mitts, like the little <laughs> scoopies. What are the scoopies? I, I don't What What drives me nuts, <laughs> and it's funny that, that we each have things that drive us nuts about this scene, but what drives me nuts is the fact that like the fact that it was twins and a boy and a girl was a surprise. I'm like, hold on. You guys could do hyper jump light speed. But she speed. didn't tell people that she was pregnant. 
I, I guess she like, didn't she didn't go on the tic tac and do like the gender reveal I know, but and like, have like matching outfits but with you don't have to do but like, the whole, like all funny. the senators that would be you a go funny to the local TikTok. mall and go to fetal photo and find out yeah, what your baby is and nobody has anyone. to know she couldn't tell anyone what right. about when when they bring her in and they're like okay she's in labor they didn't do a scan they didn't you know they're just like oh there's the baby and yeah. she makes With weird cooing noises. And she's yeah. like, ooh-ah, ooh-ah. <laughs> yeah. So that it, whole scene is just, I think, it odd just doesn't work. Every, there's yeah. a lot of things that are odd about it. Yeah. Uh, but the scene leading up to that, the lightsaber duel, I think yeah. is amazing. That duel between yeah. Obi-Wan childbirth. And we want to see people die. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she does die, but not like we want. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now that, um, that lightsaber battle and the the duel of the fates in yes. the first one, those are my two favorite lightsaber battles of all the movies. Yeah. And I I just it's so funny because you watch that and then you watch the last lightsaber duel between Obi Wan and Darth Vader. Burp. Yeah, and then it's like, and then he's gone. Burp. <laughs> And then he's gone. That's it. That's the lightsaber fight. Do you guys think we're going to get Liam Neeson doing Qui-Gon in the Like in the as series? a force ghost or what? Yeah. I hope it, so. I noticed in this one, because um, Yoda says, I've got training for you, and right. says Qui-Gon figured out how to do it. I'm not going to get myself excited that. because it's just going to be another Shang-Chi incident so. where I'm going to be like, yeah, this makes total sense because they've set it up in the other movies and for him to be there. here as a force ghost. And I love Qui-Gon. He's one of my favorite characters in the Star Wars universe of all time. But if he doesn't show up, then I'm going to be super disappointed. So I'm not even trying to think about right. it, Tracy. All right. I, Sorry. I think it's a good we'll thing out of this podcast. <laughs> I think it's a possibility. I will go there. Val doesn't have to, but I'll go there and say, <laughs> I think it's a possibility because they've been pretty open about who's in it so far. Like saying yeah. that Hayden Christensen's going to be in it and that Darth Vader will be in it. They're going to have a surprise in there somewhere. Oh yeah. 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 They're going to have something like the baby. Moment. Well, and now that Padme is Thor, I feel like she's done her time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she'll be back. No. Well, she's dead. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, for she that, she's not a for that awful yeah. scene that she's in, now yeah. she's Thor. Yeah. So I feel like... And yeah. I... I can't tell you how excited I am for that movie. Like, right, right there. Did you guys the, watch right? the set, the trailer that came out yesterday? Yes. yes. It was amazing. Maybe even more excited. I don't. I'm gonna see if I can get us all there. I'm gonna see if I can get huh. us all there be cool. to the pre-screening. I'm gonna try real hard. I I will tell you this much right now about that. That movie will have to suck really, really bad and just be the worst piece of garbage ever for me to hate it. Yeah, because I am that excited about it. I'm that convinced it's gonna be good. Like <laughs> I don't even care if Shang Chi is in it. I'll still like it. That's something. I, That's saying really something right there. He's not gonna be in this one. I, I just, I don't see But it. if a whole bunch of people so jump through portals and he's not but one of them, again, I'm going to have words. Again, they've been really open about who is in it, so there's got to be some surprise, so maybe Shang-Chi Shang does show up at the end. If he shows up and we're all in the theater together, I'm going to stand up and be like, boom! And then yeah. I'm going to sit back down. <laughs> in your face! And then Ty's just going to say, it's really Mephisto. Or Mephisto, or whatever. <laughs> Ty, stop trying to make Mephisto happen, all right? <laughs> I can't even say the name. <coughs> I'm just doing a podcast. We love you, Ty. <laughs> we love you, Ty. I know. He's in He's in Disney this week, so... Dave thought something was wrong. He came in here, and we're all... I'm like, boom! Yeah. <laughs> fine. Everything's fine. Just, we're good. Just, Everybody's just fine. Just doing Everything's a podcast fine. over here. Okay, I'm going to try and get out to Ty's food truck on Saturday. He's going to oh, be at the Lehigh. You got to do it. If he, has, if he has the burger with the pineapple on it. I want to try that oh, one. The meat, the meat pie is good. Uh, the fish and chips are. I'm, I, yeah, because a lot of his stuff is like way down in Utah County, which I don't go down yeah. to. 
but yeah. I'm like Lehigh. Try I not to go there either. Yeah. yeah. Lehigh's still too far down in Utah County for me. It's it to me that's like right on the edge. Like past Lehigh. You're on vacation. That's what Sammy says. (laughs) Yeah. We're on vacation, right? Like (laughs) you get through it's true, you get through Lehigh and it's like we might as well just go all the way to St. George now. We're almost there. It used to be like once we passed IKEA, we're on vacation. But now there's so much stuff that's past IKEA we had to move further. further Yeah. 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 Uh, all right are we gonna are we gonna are we gonna grade this movie i think we should well i that's what we do with every movie we talk about but so. are we but is it time yes okay. yes it's time val why don't we start with you i give this one a solid b all right. solid, b. All solid right. b and i can watch it i get excited about it again there like tracy said um you know, rewatching it again today after not seeing it for like a year because I watch it at least once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just there are some um, CGI things that, you know, don't quite get it. And then the Scoopies, they're kind of like they're getting to be like the hot dog fingers. It's just yeah. kind of weird. It's kind of weird for me. Um, but no, I love the relationship um, between Obi-Wan and um, Anakin. And I, I just I don't know. I think in this specific episode, even in that weird um, birth scene, Natalie Portman, like she puts everything into mm-hmm. it. The acting in this one yeah, is fantastic. Really and mm-hmm. the way that they set up from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie, the the close relationship, almost father, son, older brother, younger brother, whatever you want it to be between the two. Right. Um, it's there and you, and you really want it to not be there. Like you feel the betrayal. And you mm-hmm. feel the hurt and you feel everything that's going on. I'm going to, I'm going to say B plus it's a solid B plus for me. I'm going to go all the, I'm going to add a little plusy plus on there. All right. I'm fine with, I'm good with that. Tracy. If they remove the scoops, would it go up to a minus? <laughs> no, it's still a B plus. <laughs> um, I, I'll go with a solid B. Originally I was thinking B minus, but over the conversation, I, I'll, I'll bump it up to a B. Um, it is by far the best of the prequels. Um, Topher Grace evidently put together an edited version of the prequels and made it like a three and a half hour movie and like yeah. took all three and condensed it down to like three and oh, a half. Oh, wow. Hours. Where's this? Before, Where can we like, watch that? It, it's he made it for his friends and it's never gone public. But, uh, Jake, could you become friends with him, Jake? Come on. I, he's, I mean, his celebrity status is getting to the point where I probably could swing that. <laughs> I mean, Tracy's better at being a friend. Tracy, get on that. Well, okay. yeah, I don't have to be his friend for long, just long oh, enough okay. to get just the cut. Get in then, there. Yeah. yeah. I've heard it's fantastic. And to me, that's the problem is like you 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 should have started episode two, like just before his mom gets killed, because then he gets really interesting. Up until that, yeah. he's just kind of like this moody teenager. Um, even this one has some some extra fluff, but it's it's the best of the three. I'll give it a solid B. I, whenever you talk about his mom dying, I just think about his whole complaint about sand and how much he hates sand, and it's just the worst. And anyway, it's annoying. It gets everywhere. Yeah. Um. I will give this one a B as well. I like it's it's. I agree. It's the best of the prequels. Uh-huh. Um. I have three Star Wars movies that I would give an A to in the Skywalker saga. Okay. And this is two of them are in the original trilogy, one of them's in the sequels, and this is a B and the top in the prequels for me. Um I will say this, however, I will knock it down to a C if Mace Window comes back in any form or yeah. fashion in a series or I want him to just stay dead. He can come back as a force ghost. I'm fine with that. Right. But if they bring him back any other way. There there are way too many characters that fall out of windows or fall into pits that come back and it's just If you want to survive in a Star Wars movie, jump off a cliff or down a pit and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. It's gonna be you'll okay. Be fine. They yeah. all come back. Darth Maul, Emperor Palpatine. Maybe it's a Sith thing. Like the Sith can survive. You could get, can't. Darth Maul shows us you could get cut literally in half and fall down a pit and you'll still be fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. <laughs> Get some robot legs on there and you're good to go. You're good to go. You just start over. Uh, Yeah, but no, it's it's a fun movie. I really enjoy Revenge of the Sith. I'm excited to see where the story goes from here with Obi-Wan. And I think it'll be it'll be entertaining. 
and that's what I want it to be. Yeah, we should we should hop on to uh, multiplane and discuss Obi. Yeah. yeah, I think when we get to like episode five, five or six. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's only six episodes, and we're getting two on the first day. So mm-hmm. this is what's going to tide me over until Brother Call Saul comes back. Because I've tried. That, I've tried to watch that, and I've tried to watch the other one, and I just can't so do it. Good. And it, like ended, and they didn't mean this when they were making it, but it ended on this total cliffhanger. And now I've got to wait till July. They didn't mean for that to happen. They, they totally meant for that it, to they happen. Didn't know that they were going to split it up into two parts. So they were thinking the next episode would go the next week, and then the the AMC people were like, you know, if we split this into two parts, then we make oh. money. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm excited for it. It'll be good. Uncle Owen, he's got some great, well, at least one really good burn on Obi-Wan in the trailer, yes. and I love it. <laughs> he's going to need to be trained like you trained his father. Ooh. Ooh. With that, we're out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys can follow us everywhere on social media. We are at Movies That Make Us, except on Twitter. We are at Movies Make Us. You can send us feedback at uh, podcast at movies that make us.com. Uh, and you can also just Give us feedback on our episode uh, on YouTube or on Facebook, wherever you happen to listen or watch. And we always want your feedback. Until I'm next time. All the hate mail. Bring it. Yeah. He gets a lot, but he's he's got thick skin. He's got thick skin. <laughs> Tracy can take it. As long, as long as it's not about his hair or his age, he's fine. Otherwise, yeah. Those two And things. I know... I know those are easy targets, and that's why, you know, shoot, aim higher, guys. Aim higher. Get the high ground. Take the high ground. That's right. All right. Until next time, we won't see you at the movies. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.